Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss, and I'm continually encouraged night after night to remain in my Creator, which in turn has helped me to grow in so many ways, even as I sleep. And I hope you find that same encouragement as well as you listen. And you can have full access to all our sleep stories, commercial free. Just text the word ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the Abide app. Just text ABIDE to 22433. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Good evening. I'm James Seawood, and I'll be helping you fall asleep tonight so you can relax, inhale deeply, and then exhale slowly. Feel yourself sinking into your mattress, your head heavy on the pillow, your body loosening with each breath. The tension in your neck slips away, your shoulders ease. Your hands hang loose at your side, open and soft. With your next breath, your back releases further into the cool of your sheets, and you let your mind wander away from the stresses of the day and into a place you know about but have never been. A long time ago, when there was no sin in the world, but only beauty and freedom and closeness with God. Fear, shame, regret weren't even words yet, as they'd never been experienced. Imagine a life so tranquil and untroubled. Let's allow our internal artistry to envision such a place, to feel the serenity, smell the earthiness, and hear only nature. Let me pray for you before we begin. Loving Creator, thank you for this child of yours listening to my voice tonight. Give them sweet, rejuvenating rest. Help them to see you more clearly, to love you more deeply, and to follow you all the days of their life. Thank you for making them the unique and special person that they are. May they always know that you love them. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Now, let's begin tonight's story. They call me Adam. Well, he calls me Adam, the God of the universe and my creator. When I woke up that initial day, my first sense was something on my nose. I halfway opened my eyes to see a small winged creature at the tip of it. It instantly flew off. I eased myself up and looked around. Plants of all shapes and colors enveloped me. Trees towered overhead, with streams of sunlight filtering through, illuminating the leaves. A brook bubbled nearby. Insects hummed and birds called in the distance. A flutter of brilliant colors flew past me. I stood up from the soft sand and looked around at the cacophony of hues and breathed in a thousand smells. 
the sweetness of purple flowers the earthiness of a wooded forest the tanginess of orange fruit dangling from a nearby branch Adam came a voice it was both startling and familiar at the same time I knew this being and I knew he was the one who had made me I knew he knew me as though he was inside and outside of me at the same time his voice was powerful yet comforting like I could wrap myself up in it and fall into a deep slumber he asked me to take a walk with him I couldn't see him as I could all these other things but his presence was just as real he walked down paths through buzzing foliage down to a silted sandy beach my feet imprinted into the dampened shoreline and the waves chased after them covering them with cool water and then racing back into itself I relished the feeling the coolness the freshness the peace the smell of salt intermingled with sandalwood and coconut my creator showed me what I could eat and what I couldn't I bit into a fleshy fruit and the sweetness and juiciness filled my mouth a yellow globe lit up the sky emanating brilliance and reflecting itself on the waters luminescent particles frolicked over the surface mesmerizing me I splashed my hand in the waves noticing the strength of my fingers the muscles of my forearm the resilient skin covering it all I picked up a handful of wet sand squeezing it so it dripped into a tiny pillar my hands could move in so many ways turning and twisting gripping and wagging another object of colorful feathers brushed past me tickling my cheek with its wingtip what is that god i felt his smile when he told me that what it was called was up to me he told me about my job i would be naming all the animals whatever i wanted but there were so many everywhere i looked i watched the winged creature meet up with its friends and they easily glided into a v formation disappearing into the sky bird i thought a majestic furry animal rubbed against my leg its kind eyes surrounded by a great mane of long silky hair a lion i determined out in the water shiny gray sea dwellers spun and played among the waves splashing cheerfully dolphins i knew and so it went prickly stodgy creatures became porcupines a swimming being of fluttering radiant fins became an angelfish a chattering energetic critter swung along branches deftly traveling from one treetop to the other was named monkey i noticed the colorful winged creature that had landed on my nose that morning a butterfly i decided my assigned task gave me a lot of work to do thousands of creatures of all different shapes and sizes 
some with long noses or tusks, some four-legged, two-legged, or one-hundred-legged. Many ran so fast I could never keep up. Some hopped at remarkable speed, and others seemed to mostly sleep, hardly moving at all. But every afternoon, I'd meet with God in the center of the garden. In the cool of the day, we'd walk and talk. He'd tell me who he was and tell me who I was. With every word, a love built inside me, filling me, as though it would explode in the best of ways. He introduced me to succulent berries, tangy fruits, crunchy nuts, Coconut flesh drizzled with the delectable honey brought to me by bees. I feasted on the goodness. He showed me my reflection in a still pond. I ran my hands through the fur atop my head, somewhat different than those of my animal friends. And I noticed the features he'd given me. Eyes, ears, nose, mouth. All the things that allowed me to enjoy the garden to its fullest cheetah became my constant companion he'd pad alongside me on walks and even swim with me in the river we'd laze in the sun together soaking in its warmth i'd rest my head on his strong back softly vibrating from his loud droning purr but after a nap he'd want to play he'd nuzzle me with his velvety smooth nose until i'd get up then he'd playfully bounce about over me and around me, beckoning me to race him. I'd always oblige and always lose. Cheetah could run like a blur, a streak of gold and browns, his spectacular spots not even visible when he reached an easy speed, racing over the tall grasses. Although I could never keep up, I loved the feeling of running. My feet rhythmically pounded the dirt beneath me, legs brushing against foliage, the wind cooling my face. My heart would speed up and I'd take in deep breaths. Filling my body with fresh air, I felt so alive, so free. Cheetah would mischievously hide in the tall grasslands and hop out when I got close. I could almost see him laughing behind his whiskers each time. Then he'd take off again with renewed friskiness onto our next adventure. It startled me at times, all the things my body could do. The strength of my legs as I'd leap over streams. The way my hands and feet could grip onto tree trunks and span limbs. How I could roll tightened into a ball and stretch out my body to feel every muscle. My days would be spent swinging on vines with chimpanzees, swimming with otters, and climbing up precipitous cliffs alongside a family of mountain goats. I'd name them, talk to them, watch them. The animals would nurture their young, bring them food, build them a shelter. I had no one like myself to care for, so I'd care for them too. Building nests and warming eggs in my hands, plucking leaves to have the fuzzy babies munch on them, straight from my hand. And in the evenings, I'd walk along the shore. I'd watch the gold orb diffuse into the water, orange, then red, then purple, then blue, 
melting into the waves, sinking into its depths. As it disappeared, a million glimmering points appeared overhead in the darkness. They shimmered brilliant against the blackness. Sometimes they'd dive across the sky, leaving a streak of radiance behind them. At my feet, glowing phosphorescent waves expanded and retreated, reaching onto the sand, then rolling back into the sea. I was in awe of it all. I'd sink into the beach grass, nestled among the warmth of the foliage and caressed by a gentle breeze, absorbing all beauty. I'd feel my eyes getting heavy, my limbs relaxing, as if telling me it needed a break from another day of exploring. I'd inhale the aroma of jasmine and cedarwood, the warmth of the air and spiciness of rosemary mingled with lavender. A melody of cicadas surrounded me. Then I drift off into sleep, feeling God wrapping me in love and peace and rest, as though I were resting in his very hand. I was home. I was his. For many sunrises and sunsets, I'd walk through canyons, climb mountains, balance along the edge of streams, finding animals and noticing the ones finding me, giving them each a name, telling them who they are, just as the Creator told me who I am. And as I named them, I noticed something. Not a single one was alone. There was always another with it. One gorilla would pick insects off another's back. One wolf would bring a snack to its partner. One bird would gift a twig to the other. They'd stick close, speaking to each other in the language only they knew. The world was in pairs. On my next walk with the Creator, he mentioned this. I just waded into the river and sat on some rocks, while a waterfall poured over my head, splaying my hair against my back and dripping down my legs. Droplets glistened on the boulder I sat on, sparkling like iridescent pebbles. It is not good for man to be alone, he told me. I will make a helper suitable for you. I fell into a deep, dreamless sleep that night, my head resting on the fluffy back of my cheetah friend, my body cushioned in the softest of moss. The sweet song of birds calling to each other woke me the next morning. I turned and saw her. She was watching me. It took my breath away. Another being like me, with supple brown skin, two legs, two arms, standing upright, with ten fingers and ten toes, just as I had. Her long hair fell to her waist like tendrils of a vine. And her eyes, they weren't like any eyes on any of the animals. They smiled even when her face didn't. Their beauty reflected her very soul. I was looking into a reflection of myself, like I'd seen in the still pond. The same, but different. Softer and brighter and smoother. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man 
I told her. I named her Eve. I reached out my hand to her. Our fingers interlocked perfectly. We fit. We spoke the same language. And now, as the Creator had shown me the garden, I exuberantly presented it all to my partner. I pointed out all the miracles to Eve. Towering pink and orange rock pillars, the clouds that drifted overhead, and how they morphed into different shapes. I introduced her to the animals, berries that dripped juice into our hands, briefly staining them purple. And she pointed out things to me, the stunning details I had never noticed. A spider web illuminated in droplets of dew, the way the sun created long shadows as it started its descent. I saw more of how God had made us different. She loved the flowers. She'd collect them. And when I found new and interesting ones, I gathered them for her as well. She often carried bundles of the spiky orange and purple bird of paradise, surrounded by curly, berry-colored silosias and dew-dripping hydrangeas. She'd squeal, seeing the dainty, bell-shaped lily of the valley, and the pure white peace lilies. A violet-colored plumeria was always tucked into the waves of her hair. She recognized every bursting bloom by its unique aroma. The earthiness of the sweetbriar and the opulent gardenias that she described as what the morning smells like. We raced down a sand dune, somersaulting at the end, laughing as we landed into the water. An alligator ascended out of the stream, snuggling its long, gentle mouth onto Eve's lap. Birds surrounded us, chirping as though they had a thousand things to tell us. Together, Eve and I found a rock slide that we'd ride down into the foot of a waterfall. For hours, we played as the waters cascaded around us, thundering, drenching. Eve grabbed my hand and we dove under the surface, Seagrasses tickling our legs. A whole other world existed down there. We discovered a cave full of gleaming stones and iridescent coral. Schools of fluorescent green and blue fish darted around us, as though asking us to join their games. A stingray glided alongside us in the water, Eve occasionally stroking its smooth silver back. Orange-armored crabs looked at us with eyes dangling over their heads. Tiny seahorses bobbed up and down, left and right, at the mercy of the water's movement. A stunning mandarin fish appeared to have been ornately painted by God himself. Swirls of brilliant orange, emerald, and violet. Eve and I made a game of diving under to find the most interesting shells and built a tower beachside, one atop another. A turtle family grew curious and wandered over to watch, soon sunning themselves next to it. I grabbed Eve's hand and guided her up the mountain path, our feet trotting along the gritty sand and smooth stones. Insects crawled out to greet us, buzzing and chirping and fluttering. With each turn in the path, the view became more magnificent. At the top, I lifted her up onto a giant boulder and scrambled up next to her, easing my back against the sturdy stone 
From this vantage point, trees spread out endlessly beneath us, reaching to the edge of the earth. I pointed out different areas of the garden. The four rivers that flowed into each other, the Euphrates, the Tigris, the Gihon, and the Pishon. We could see the center of the garden, with the stately tree of life and the forbidden tree nearby. I explained to her how things grew and all the things we could eat, the music of the wind and the water. I turned to look at her, hoping she was pleased. Droplets collected in her eyes. She blinked once and they strayed down her smooth cheek. It's just so beautiful, she said, squeezing my hand. And it was. As I sat there with the world at my feet and this sole partner beside me, I felt an unimaginable bliss. And of course, we spent time with the Creator. Now we'd go on our walks together, the three of us. Eve had so many questions, things I'd never thought about. She overflowed with curiosity. Why so many animals? Where did the sun go? How far away were the stars? Did birds fly at night? What did the rhinoceroses use their tusks for? What was in dirt, and why did the plants need it? Sometimes he'd patiently answer her. Other times we'd just feel his warm smile over us, as though there were many mysteries that we weren't yet to know. She was enamored with the Creator, amazed by his goodness and wisdom warmed by his love for us. I didn't know the Creator could care about both of us so much. It's as though his affection simply kept growing and expanding. I showed her all my special places, the watering hole where I'd greet giraffes and hippos, the giant arc of stone that framed out hills of various shades of green, the tree with the intertwined branches where you could take a nap, the limbs swaying slightly in the breeze so that it gently rocked you to sleep, and how we could float down the river on tree trunks, our legs dangling in the cool liquid, maneuvering around boulders and riding over the splashing, foamy white waters. As we munched on vegetables one late afternoon, our taste buds dazzled by the crunchy carrots and leaf-like lettuce, she pointed out a large animal lumbering toward us, shaking the ground a bit with each step. It's an elephant, I told her. It came up beside her, and I could read her question in the eagerness of her face. Yes, we could ride it. Elephant stood patiently, flicking back its ears as I helped Eve atop her, and then scaled a nearby tree to get on myself. As we bounced on Elephant's smooth back, Eve joyously grabbed fruit from the high branches that were now within reach. She laughed as giant palm leaves brushed against her face and at how the monkeys would scramble out of the way, chittering to their children to follow them. As the sun rose higher, Elephant stopped at a watering hole and filled her trunk for a drink. Then, unexpectedly, leaned her head back and arched her trunk over us, releasing the cool water and leaving us wet, refreshed, and giggling. It had been magical exploring the garden on my own, but even more so alongside my partner, 
as though the adventure and excitement and peace were multiplied many times over. Within a cove of trees near the waterfall we'd frolicked in, we rested at the end of the day in our own human nest of soft grasses and velvety mosses. We called our good nights and gratitudes to the Creator, and I felt my body sinking gently into the earth, my arms around Eve, feeling her warmth, her breath, her being. Tomorrow would be another adventure. Father, fill your child with peace as they lie down tonight. Fill their mind with things of you, the beauty you create, the love you lavish on us, the delight you have in designing our personalities. Give your beloved dreams of hope and light. Allow them to feel your presence as they rest tonight. Remind them that when you created them, you said, this is good, and you still believe that. Help your child to wake up renewed and restored and with a desire to walk with you and know you even deeper. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. May you now rest as Adam and Eve did in the garden, without a care or concern, with full knowledge that you are deeply loved and enjoyed, knowing God created a magnificent playground as the stage of your life filled with incomprehensible beauty for you to enjoy and grow and thrive. Fill your lungs with the air that he gave you and allow him to lift every weight, every worry from your body and mind and drift off into dreams of that first garden.